Good evening, everyone. Uh, for everyone listening, this is uh, Season 2 Lunatics Podcast. Um, I know our first season felt short, but we started that late. But hopefully this season will be uh, a little bit more entertaining. Who knows? In fact, um, we wanted to touch more on uh, roleplay and tabletop games and more specifically uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Mystic Beast is here, um, and he could probably say and vouch uh, that we do play D&D. We want to roleplay more. We just don't have schedules lining up correctly. Um, that's the case with a lot of, that's a lot of the case with a lot of, uh, D&D parties, though. That doesn't seem to be a new thing with a lot of, uh, with a lot of, um, parties. Parties build up, they play for years, then they dissolve, or they build up for, like, two weeks, and then they dissolve instantly. Yeah. And basically, me and Mr. Beast have just agreed to take a day whenever we can and hopefully remember everything about a story. Um, now, you guys probably would have heard us both in our last podcast, probably mentioned it in stream, um, but we have stories as uh, Darver and Ares, and actually, I don't think uh, either of those have last names. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, Aries doesn't have a last name. Yeah. Well, he probably does, but it, it, he didn't share it with me. Uh, yeah, we never no. fully uh, fleshed that out. Uh, I actually don't know. Maybe if in the book it does give us last name options. Uh, I know as a dragonborn, Darver does have a clan, uh, specifically with blue dragons. Uh, so maybe that clan might be his last name? I don't know. Um, more specifically, though, Darver is a cleric. Um, and Derver is the character I play, and, well, he's lawful good, he's in the military, you can kind of see his stance there. Um, so, let's talk about Ares, Domiskis. Good, and, uh, what's your take on Ares? Like, in introduce him like I just did for Derver. So, Ares, okay, so a lot of people are gonna, uh, kind of try to, like, I guess overgeneralize a lot of these because a lot of these have already been thought up and a lot of them have already been made. But it's a character... Ares is a character that, like, really, really responded well uh, well with me. First and foremost, what I wa do want to say is he was a character that I was originally going to scrap. I rolled so poorly on him and so disgustingly um, not good um, that I didn't think that he would hold up real well on a campaign, but I ended up saying fuck it, and uh, have been role-playing him uh, for, this is mine and Santa's second uh, campaign uh, with our uh, DM, Bloody Rose. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you, you bring up a good point, though. Rolled stats. Yeah. So, me and Mystic Beast roll yeah. our stats, and we take it as it is. Um, mm -hmm. We think it's hilarious not to, you know, get mad about low stats we just pick it out roll them and then hopefully our class allows us to allocate those numbers correctly if not well mm -hmm. you know hopefully we pretty yeah, we pretty much just roll them and out like i don't even like 
like it'll say in the book that you can even like like roll them like roll like however many numbers and then organize them however way you want and stuff like that when me and santa talk about like rolling stats and just rolling with it i mean like not necessarily alligating them just like if you roll a six you get a six if you roll a 13 you get a 13 in that stat and stuff like that so it's not organizing numbers or anything like that it was more literally i I think mr beast means like what i did with Derver was i i rolled as the book told us i rolled all of our numbers and then i picked the stat they went with but i think what you're saying is what you did with aries is you said strength roll yes dexterity that is exactly what i did with roll and the only thing I, the only ridiculously high stats that that Ares rolled was Dex and Charisma, and the rest of them were ridiculously low. I think at one point, I think at one point, Ares max HP was like thirteen or fourteen, if I don't recall, because his HP is now twenty. Well, to be fair, um, you know, rolling HP, uh, there's several takes on it. And what we yeah. and Mystic Beast did is we both chose to roll for HP, but instead of saying get the roll or the lowest possible average, we just took the roll even if it was lower than that average. So, so it so resulted me, in less than average HP. Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. My constitution, Aries' constitution modifier... Aries' constitution modifier is is minus two. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, so he's losing so, HP, like, guys. He's losing <laughs> HP. Got so it. So it's that it was that bad at the start and stuff like that. So um I'm getting off topic. Aries, to answer Santa's question, Aries is a uh orphan. Um he grew up as a orphan. Um basically on on the streets he's he's you know pretty much a rogue that considers himself to be a treasure hunter at this point in the, at this point in his life but uh, he's he was an orphan um he's an orphan tifling um and he's dealt with pretty much uh homelessness throughout his like teen years like as as soon as he you know became like a young man um as soon as he became like a young man it's like he'd already had several guardians that didn't want anything to do with him for one reason or another and they kind of just you know the orphan orphanage kind of just said hey you're too, too old to be here now um and then he spent some time um be, he spent some time being homeless and really responding well to, like, other orphan kids and stuff like that. Oh, okay, um, so before to, he to get to the point, crazy. guys, Ares is a tiefling rogue. <laughs> He's a tiefling rogue urchin. There you go. So he, he tends to live on the street, as Mr. Beast has said. Mine's a soldier, so he's from the military. Medic. Uh, more specifically, because he's a cleric. Um, so I I was intending to be a healer. 
it still surprises me that clerics get chainmail, so my AC is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, your AC is ridiculously high. With a shield, it's 18. Um, but that's that's uh, kind of the boil point of those two character introductions. And I thought it would be fun uh, to kick off our roleplay year. And I say roleplay year because not only do we want to continue Bloody Rose's campaign, but there's a campaign I want to continue. And then there's Star Trek Adventures I want to continue. So we just have a lot of roleplay games that we want to continue. And then there's continue. Vampire the Masquerade that we eventually got to do. We, yeah, we want to get an intro to that. And that's going to be run by... Uh, a uh, nice uh, co-worker of mine who introduced us into that. Um, so that will be interesting when that kicks in. Um, but I can't wait to play that. I, me and Mystic Beast never actually sat down and talked about how uh, our two characters met. But if you take Bloody Rose's campaign, and we're talking the first campaign, not the one that we're working in now. But in our first campaign, we basically were working on a ship together. So we eventually figured out how to deal with each other. But I am lawful, e uh, lawful good. God, if I said evil, I didn't mean lawful evil at all. Evil. That'd be quite the character <laughs> development. No shit. Lawful <laughs> good. Um, whereas Ares, as a rogue, is chaotic good. Chaotic good. So he's still good somehow. Great. It doesn't feel that way at all, though. <laughs> it doesn't feel like Because Ares and Darfur, for whatever reason, butt heads a lot. Now, granted, in the, fir the first time I think we really butted heads was uh, at the... Well, there was probably a couple of times. Um, but the, the first one that is easy to understand is, um, well... We approached this uh, ranch house, and it's where the duke of this island lived. And, of course, the guard didn't let us in, and the door was locked. Um, so, Ares, as a rogue, wanted to break in. And yep. Darver, as a lawful good character, was just like, we're not doing that. And, now, I didn't write down word for word what our banter was. But we wanted to give you a, a quick kind of in-character way. So I think at this point, I'm going to switch us into in-character mode. And Aries, since you're the one who suggested breaking in, how about you start off this dialogue? Doesn't have to be word for word, but what you would say as Aries when you're making this suggestion to break in. Um, okay. Um, sorry, you put me on the spot here. Out of character. Back in character. Um, so the king has literally locked himself, uh, in his room, and, uh, obviously we need to find out where this crown, I crown is, so we need to talk to that jackass, and, um... He's not going to come out, so the only thing I know to do is, um, Darver, let's, uh, sneak around the house, and, uh, let, let's, um, let's climb in. Let's climb in this, um, climb in his window and, uh, talk to this king that's being a bitch. Aries, come on, you have to know that... 
breaking in isn't going to help us. And I don't think that's at all a good thing that we're going to do. And to be fair, this house is guarded. The guard's right there. He doesn't, he doesn't hear us. He's right there. <laughs> we're not breaking in. <laughs> And at that point, this uh, I guess, uh, you know, Bloody Rose is literally looking at, uh, literally looking at both me and Santa, and um, <laughs> she basically makes the guard react because I, I ultimately out loud, Ares ultimately out loud says he doesn't hear us. So yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't write like, down her reaction, and I, I feel like I should have, but. To put it into perspective, guys, and yes, we're talking out of character, but mm -hmm. this was literally after we asked the guard to see the Duke because we knew this crown was missing and we wanted to get a sense of where the last time you saw it. So, as Aries pointed out, we needed to talk to this guy. And <laughs> so we asked the guard, can we see the Duke? And the guard literally said no. And the door was locked and we couldn't go in. And standing in front of the guy, Aries is just like, We'll break in. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> Darn <laughs> will not do that. Uh, so that was uh, actually entertaining. Um, and that was, I probably would say, pretty accurate. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, like I said, we just have different... The thing that... The thing that... This is, this is something that I kind of... Like, I'm gonna... Okay. I don't want to say, like out of character in character mode all the time but we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll I'll clarify it if it needs to be but yeah for the most part we're gonna go back and forth guys as a player as a player eventually I, I, eventually i do plan on uh trying to figure out what dar what makes dar darver uh lawful good or if he's just that uh simply like what makes him lawful or so lawful and stuff like that because i guess one of the things that that gets under aries's skin a lot personally is and and you'll notice this in in a lot of future campaigns and maybe even the future even in the current campaign um is aries doesn't like high and mighty people. He doesn't like nobles. He doesn't like people that are just, like, he doesn't like people that are just, like, rich, like, loaded and, like, by birthright or whatever. Like, he doesn't like, like, people that are rich by inheritance or, like, people that are rich because of, like, just being related to somebody or whatever. So anytime he hears like like nobles, dukes, kings, queens, and stuff like that, he's really not into any of that. It even says on his uh, character sheet um, that um, actually, if you're willing to uh, wait a moment. Uh, Santa, I can actually go grab the character sheet real quick. Well, you'll still be on sound. Go ahead and stand up and do what yep. you need. Uh, okay. For all intents and purposes, like I can tell you, 
the lawful good, I mean, the lawful just is following orders. And to be fair, that came, I would have to say, from Darver's experience in the military, guys. Um, he, his story, in fact, I'll share. Um, he was a medic, followed orders to the T. Uh, and ironically, uh, at one point, his battalion that he was a part of in the military did not follow a rule or two or an order that was given at one point. And the result of this order, and this is what makes Darver the person he is, is by not following the order and the plan set forth by the commander, the entire platoon, except for Darver, was killed. All right. So Darver knows disobeying leads to death. <laughs> but it, it's actually very, very interesting. And I, I look forward to seeing Santa's character grow. Um, because, you know, you have to think of, like, Darver does a good job at... at I'm, I'm talking it as a player, but Darvin does a good job at not showing his, his uh, like, I guess, emotional state and stuff like that. Because if you really think about it, he hasn't been really doing a good job. He, he hasn't really been doing a good job at taking orders from a homeless man. <laughs> you know? Like, it's, it's like, you know... He's so used to following orders, but he doesn't really have somebody that he respects to that degree to, like, he's not, he's constantly questioning everything that Ares throws at him. And, you, know? and you bring up a like, good point. Darver yeah. doesn't have yeah. a, a, a supervisor. He doesn't have to answer to. Yeah, like, he doesn't have a supervisor to report to. You. And yeah. so therefore, yeah, uh, when he hears those fancy titles, Duke, king queen he's just like oh i have to listen to them and aries is just like i don't give a damn there is literally yeah literally yeah literally like darver's been following people like that all of his life and i don't want to say he's been following orders of like a king or a queen but but normally the hierarchy is very very similar especially in a military you have you know the infantry and then you have the field medics behind the infantry, and then above that is basically commanders, sergeants, etc., etc. And it's the same thing with like monarchies. It's you know you've got the the peasants, you've got the nobles, you've got the gest- um, the um, the dukes and duchesses, the kings and queens, the emperors, and stuff like that. So the hierarchy is still the same. But Darver is like, you know, we have to listen to these people, and Ares is constantly just, like, doubting everything that these people are saying. And that's why Ares gets into a lot of disputes. Um, he, and, and I want to let you know, guys, Ares is not a fighter. He's not. He is not trying to get himself killed. He's not trying to pick fights with anyone. He's basically just trying to tell people that, one, they might not have all the correct information, and two, um, there's, a, 
there's a huge possibility that they don't know shit about anything that they're talking about. And, and you bring um, up a good point, because like, if you think about it, near the end of the campaign, and yes, we'll be jumping back mm-hmm. and forth in this first campaign, guys, so bear with us. But near the end, in the one of the final scenes, we were in a situation where, um, of course, you know, the crown uh, was revealed. So we had several, I will say, NPCs for the sake of easiness. And at one point, uh, a battle ensued, and then Darwin Ares ended up killing one of these NPCs. And it was Ares that, you know, I believe, that told uh, uh, Darver to go ahead and heal him. Uh, let's see here. And I, I don't have, like, the exact words of what happened. But, yeah, it was one of those things where that was one of the times. Yeah, Ares suggested, you know, touching Chevelle. Uh, you know, to heal him. And it was one of the times Darver actually listened to Ares or took his suggestion. So mm-hmm. Ares definitely doesn't want to hurt anybody unnecessarily. You know, we didn't want somebody dying, so Darver. Unless you're healed a bear him. trying to kill us. <laughs> Tried to heal him and said, You're not going to die. Um, which, guys, spoiler, the guy died by other hands anyway. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> By the way, to 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 answer what I was saying before, um, so the big core reason why uh, Ares constantly gets into these disputes with noblemen or people who have high respect for noblemen, because it doesn't even have to be noblemen. Technically, it can be a barmaid. <laughs> um, but it reads. The lower lifted up and the high and mighty are brought down. It changes the nature of things. So if if somebody, you know, if Ares runs into somebody who's already highly respected or highly, like, revered to be, like, this awesome thing from people, like, Ares is constantly questioning, okay, what makes this person awesome? Uh, what makes this person so impressive? And... If he really is that impressive, then how come I haven't seen it? And stuff like that. So he's more, like, constantly skeptical about everything uh, that, that um, everything that a, a nobleman uh, would think that they deserve or um, have been um, uh, brought down to in, with inheritance or whatever. And it, you, um, that's an interesting point because it it does give like, me an out of character sense yeah. at how your character is going to evolve. Because yeah, you know, not to shed too much light on the second campaign or anything, but mm-hmm. with the first campaign over, we got renown. So you know, Mystic Beast sitting here saying you know he doesn't like or doesn't understand why these people are well known. He's got to internalize this with Ares and figure out, you know, what that means for Ares. Because Ares is just like, all these high-known people, they shouldn't be because I don't know them. But then he's becoming well-known himself. Well, the thing is, is I can tell you right now, if if we're talking about, as long as we're talking about the first campaign, and I'm talking to you 
I'm talking to Santa as a player, and it's very important that I say that because I don't want, you know, I don't want this to be a podcast where Darver just automatically knows a lot of information oh, of that didn't not. take place in the campaign. Right, and and that's a key point. We're definitely keeping character players separate, but mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing is like it's curious as a player to see how Ares will accept being well known himself as we continue to complete quests in Bloody Rose's future campaigns. I can I can tell you, Ares is not comfortable uh, with uh, with the renown. Um, he never wanted to, he was never interested in being famous. He didn't want his name thrown around. He didn't want, you know, people to like, like, oh, I've heard of Ares or I've heard of this person. And let's say it's a very, very small amount of renown. Let's say, you know, maybe a couple of towns, you know, maybe a couple of towns over on like different islands have heard of, you know, a dragonborn and a tiefling going around by the name of Darver and Ares and stuff like that. Let's say it's just a couple of towns and not actually like, you know, like a world renowned national celebrity or whatever. But the point is, is Ares you know, he's okay with with children knowing who he is. But another big key point on the character on the character sheet is he doesn't uh, basically his one of his flaws is I will never fully trust anyone other than myself. You know, and the thing is is you know, he's not really a person that likes to build a lot of relationships or friendships with people because he, he's had to scrape by most of his life and stuff like that. Like, he's had to, he grew up home, like, he was essentially kicked out of the orphanage when he was 14 years old, and then for the next four years until he finally got a job on a cruise ship you know, with Darver as like a colleague or a coworker and stuff like that. I can't even say coworker because I don't know what Darver was doing. I know that when when Bloody Rose gave Ares um, gave Ares, you know, a a job on the ship. I like to. I typically like to imagine that Ares probably got employed onto the ship as, like, a shipwright, like, a cleaner, somebody who, like, cleans the, like, ship or whatever and just does, like, like, regular maintenance duty kind of stuff. Um, but back on the, you know, with the renown and stuff like that, that is a reward that, that is a reward that Ares doesn't, technically feel co- doesn't never want it in the first place I, I, only, I mean it makes sense only you wanted think about money. it like Ares is a treasure hunter so yes in yeah. ta- you know things that are not tangible probably have no meaning to him yet like the entire 
the entirety of that first campaign, you were fixated on the crown. And, spoilers, you suffered madness that even right now, me and Dar Almost permanent. And even Almost permanent. Even now, Darver and Ares have no idea what that means. All, all, all Darver knows is Ares was talking about being watched, talking about seeing stuff, talking about things that, as far as Darver was concerned, wasn't happening, and factually stated, I only see a bird. I only see this. And guys, let mm -hmm. me tell you, it resulted in Ares calling Darver stupid. Yep. Yep. And, um... According to, I think, I think you have, you definitely have more stuff written down than me, because I'm not, I'm not a writer, guys. Like, I don't really, like, I should be, I should take more notes during D&D campaigns, but I, it's not my favorite thing to do, so I don't write down notes uh, a lot. Here's the other thing to keep in mind, is me and yeah. Mystic Beast are still relatively new in the roleplay game. Like, don't get me wrong, our interests have been there for a long time, but to actively be a player to actively be a dungeon master or a game master or whatever title you want to give the one playing or running it mm -hmm. you know we're both still relatively new um we may or may not have mentioned mystic beast's first attempt but that might have been in the last podcast because i know we touched on both dnd and star trek adventures uh in our previous podcast but this one being focused on Darver and Ares, I think it's interesting um, that we do. We, me and Mystic Beast have different styles of note-taking. Like, you know, for me, yes, I'm not writing every descriptive detail that our uh, DM is giving us. But I am making notes of, like, Darver and Ares are arguing about topic or, you know... This is the choice we made, and I think it's helped, but we'll find well, out. Okay, so to be blunt with you, Santa is really, really good at footnoting a lot of important information, okay? And then for me, I will typically try to footnote whatever I think is important, but the main thing I'm writing down aren't actually, like, events. It's just shit that, like, I've collected and how I've collected it. And that's normally what I write down. Mystic Beast is good but, about keeping track of his inventory. Because that's, yeah. that's what he is writing down. But the story information, he is relying on me and the DM to remind him. Which, right now, yeah. isn't a big thing. Because we're still early. There's still a lot of information. To make choices. There's still a shit ton. But yeah, we I basically see a lot of character development that's going to... You know, if we keep doing campaigns and stuff like that, there's going to be a lot of character development between Ares and, and Darver. But yeah. Um, he, yeah. I'm trying to avoid repeating myself. We've already touched base on Ares not liking the Renown. Um... The touching base on, um, yeah, let's go into the fact that why he was so obsessed with this crown. Alright? <laughs> he was so obsessed with this crown because, you know, he's somebody who values, you know, currency. You know, he wants 
to be able to have his own money, and he wants to be able to collect that money for his own, uh, for his own, his own means. Now, the thing is, is maybe to Darver and maybe to a lot of other NPCs in the previous campaign and in the current campaign, um, a lot of people or NPCs might see Ares on the surface as a very, very selfish person because the only thing that he ever talks about in terms of missions or or um, or adventure quests or anything like that is, you know, he's constantly almost seemingly obsessed with making money. He literally kind of functions like a rogue, almost like a rogue mercenary, but doesn't necessarily do, like, mercenary work or anything like that. At least um, not yet. I mean, we haven't run into a... No, he's not strong enough to. Well, no. That's what he has well, to, you have to that's consider... what he Well, okay, you're, you're not wrong. You know, mercenaries would be more security, but you think about, like... Is Ares really going to be objective to being hired for a bank robbery or something, you know? No, I can tell you right now, um, and this is, uh, again, spoilers. You know, I'm revealing this information to you from player to player and well, not player well, to you character. You also have to consider, you know, how much of a spoiler is just reading off your character sheet? <laughs> well, it's not information that you can necessarily draw from my character sheet. Because it's not in my backstory, and it's not in it's not in my backstory, and it's it, it it does have to do with my personality traits, my bonds and flaws, but ultimately it's how I'm role playing the character. Well, yeah, and, and stuff and then, like that. So, yeah, and that is always honestly going to be player to player because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I will say, I am really good at keeping information separate because. I'm sure you might have remembered, and, and Bloody Rose could vouch for us if we ever had her as a guest, but I, during her first campaign, I was just like, I was using my DM brain, and I was just like, Darver's not going to know this, Darver's not going to know this, Darver's not going to know this, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, if I choose this, what's she going to make me do? If I choose this, what's she going to make me do? And I was like, I told myself uh, for her second campaign, I was like, I just have to turn off my DM brain and just play Darver. Yeah, you were, you were, the funny thing is, is you were struggling to actually role play properly during the first, I think we, me, me, okay, so Ares and Darver fudged up the first scene because the first scene was actually um, a guy trying to tell us a riddle. And we fudged that up because we were having such a difficulty role playing off of each other because we it it was our first time uh, in a campaign together. We 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 were we didn't really know like uh, how to do it. And the thing is, is I I were, as a player was trying it, to overanalyze. You were thinking of it from a DM's perspective. And I was trying to basically bounce off of that by by role playing whatever your ideas were. And the problem is, is you were unsure. So if I was trying to role play off of your uncertainty, then what you get is just a whole mess of confusion. 
which honestly, we then found out actually fit really well into our characters because our characters have very low intelligence. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so specifically with my intelligence, my my proficiency modifier is plus is plus zero. Mine's minus two. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it was bad. And then um what am I what am I trying to say? Um We felt like we messed up that scene, but it also turned out to be exactly how our characters would do it because they didn't weren't smart enough to decipher it. Yeah, but then we didn't realize that we overthought it. We didn't realize that we overthought the whole thing until like after that scene was complete but it drove bloody rose absolutely mad (laughs) it drove her absolutely mad because it was such a simple riddle and it's like if we didn't overthink it and stuff like that we probably could have figured it out um but we were so hung up on trying to role play good um that it just went over our heads Uh, i will have to say i think she got more annoyed that i was looking at let's say the surrounding area versus what the guard was actually doing. Mm-hmm. And you were also looking at the surrounding area because as far as the guard was concerned, he wasn't highlighting anything worth money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. So from player to player, um, I'm going to reveal that Ares has kind of an ulterior motive for why he likes to collect money. And it's not just because he likes collecting money for the sake of money. Well, That's yeah. actually not true. And, and that could very because well if, be true. But if you noticed, if you noticed, sorry, Santa, if you noticed, Ares doesn't actually like spending any of the money that he earns he doesn't you know he always has a negative comment to say every time he tries to you know anytime somebody tries to give him something for or sell something to him for a price he's always trying to haggle that price down he's always trying Uh, 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 to okay but let's let's evaluate that you're a rogue though like as a dm that's exactly what a rogue would be doing Get the best deal possible. If that means stealing, great. Like that that's not something that I would say is spoiling it. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I don't want you to tell me what that ulterior motive is, because I don't need to know. And I think it's best not to say it at all. But Okay, then I won't say it. I, I was about to reveal it, but I'm not gonna say it then. But what I can say is no. it's hard to really get a gauge of how you handle your money because one, we've only had two stories. Uh, the first story, uh, we had no money to spend. And the second story just started. And right now we've bought a room and potions because we nearly died in the first campaign. Um, but that's all we can really say about that second story because that's not what this topic is about today, guys. But I, I hope you guys have enjoyed our banter. Um, I actually thought we would be role-playing in character a lot more during this podcast but just talking about D&D and the cleric and the rogue and how these two characters interact is actually interesting like 
as Mr. Visa said, he's trying to prevent himself from repeating, but as he said, he's got his own ideas. Darver has an entire backstory that Ares doesn't know. Mystic Beast does, because he's probably read it, because he's seen my character sheet. But, Ares doesn't know. <laughs> Do you know if I can ask you a couple of questions? Because I feel like I've been talking about... I feel like I've been talking about Ares... A lot. Uh, yeah, you, while, you've been talking a, a lot. You're happy to ask questions, certainly. Um... Okay, so with Darver, you said his entire like his entire platoon got murdered when they didn't follow the orders of the superior. When they didn't, or just when when Darver uh, exclusively didn't. So let's see. Uh... All right. So I'll read this paragraph. Darver learned a long time ago that following orders, no matter the result, is the only way to survive. He lost many friends in the crushing defeat his team suffered for doing just that, not following orders. If only his team okay. paid attention and pulled off the strategy his commanding officer was ordering, perhaps the outcome would be different. So the entire team did not follow orders. Do you know, and I don't expect you to, because it could just be generic information. Do you know, like, um, like what war you were fighting in? That, I would have to say, is a DM question, because m my background is designed to be generic enough that Bloody Rose can fit in the actual person that defeated my team. Okay, so let me put it this way. What makes Darver an adventurer? I would say, I mean, he's trying to find the person that killed his entire team. Okay, he's trying to find the person that killed his team? Yeah. Okay. Because remember, I'm, okay. a, I'm a medic, so I wasn't on the front line when this happened. Okay, okay. I just wanted to clarify because as a player, not necessarily – well, actually, as, a, as both a player and a character, I still don't know, like, what um, – like, what made Darver, like, want to come off the boat with Ares – and kind of join him on the adventure and stuff like that. Like well, we're colleagues. Well, and we've no, worked I, together. I think remember this. The, like, the, well, let's just say, remember the, the the intro to that first campaign was we were both on the boat, and for obvious reasons there was no clarification on how we got on the boat. But the point is we were already on a boat together, and the boat had to dock on the island. So. We were just getting off as normal. It wasn't an adventure until both Darver and Ares wanted to find this crown. Oh, I... Okay, so... I know that we began our adventure on a boat. But... And I know that we were, like... We knew each other on the boat. But I just didn't know, like how well we knew each other on the boat prior to starting our first adventure. We never, That's what we I was never, trying to say. We never 
boiled that down. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the problem with us being new guys is mm-hmm. how much information do we need to start a campaign? How much information should we have for session zero? How much information? Yeah. How much background? And when do our backgrounds connect? I think Bloody Rose did a good job at saying you're on a boat and you were working together for weeks and then the boat had to dock and then started giving us story information and we just gravitated Ran to, with it. Yeah, we just kind of gravitated saying Darver, being in the military, wants to help everybody. You know? Ares, wanting to get the value out of said crown. Well, yeah. I mean, when you sell that... Okay, so when you sell that crown, and I, I eventually have to let Santa end this, but it's banter, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Um... When you get that, that crown, when you think of the value of a crown that has encrusted jewels on it, alright, and you're thinking of how much you can actually sell a crown for with encrusted jewels, and then you look at a, a of something that's pretty much an artifact at this point called the Onyx Blade. That was sold at a pawn shop that was a ridiculously high price. And you think ridiculously high price plus a crown that you could probably get a ridiculous amount of money for to buy this Onyx Blade. And the thing is, is Bloody Rose went into detail that she, she found it funny that, that Ares wanted this Onyx Blade. Because she she thought that Ares was going to have an in, the intention of wielding this onyx blade, but the thing is, is she went into she went into Ares's stats of not being able to wield it properly, so she didn't understand why Ares would want the onyx blade. And the funny thing is, is Ares wanted the onyx blade for the same reason he wanted the crown in the first place is he wanted to use the crown to buy the Onyx Blade to sell the Onyx Blade for even more money and stuff like that. So he was going to flip, you know... The it's Onyx interesting to think, because we don't know how much money this, like, you know, this would have resulted. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. An old lady asked, she would, said she would buy the crown. And Ares, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Darver convinced Ares that the royalty, Duke would probably offer a bigger reward because, you know, he's the Duke. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting. I'll let Santa close. I'm sorry, guys, but I had to say, I had to talk a little bit about Darver. Oh, of course, and I have no problem sharing information, because like you said, player information is important, and it's interesting because Air, I don't even think Ares has tried to ask or pry into Darver. It's always been an argument about what we're doing next. So I am having a lot of fun to think about what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. But, guys, that is Lunatic's banner for you. Uh, me and Mystic Beast 
have an interest in Dungeons and Dragons. We are actively role-playing in a campaign. I um, am working on my second story, uh, I, I second quest in my campaign um, that has both Mystic Beast and Bloody Rose in it, as well as uh, a coat that... Playing coat. a Dark Elf. Yep. So we'll... Dark Elf um, so... You know, feel free to share us anything. In fact, if you check out Lunatic's Discord, if you like roleplay, you click the mage and you get to see all the different channels for Dungeons & Dragons, Star Trek Adventures, and honestly, anything else, if something's not there and you want it there, just let us know. We can probably put it there. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed the episode. We talked about a lot. I hope you enjoyed the story of Darver and Ares. If you call it a story, it was really just the first campaign. Anyway, have a great night, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And make sure you subscribe and follow us for future episodes. Tell us your favorite D&D &D characters.